What's up, everyone, and welcome to the show. Before we get this episode started, I want to talk to you guys about Ready Nutrition. Ready Nutrition is for athletes who love to outwork the odds. They are a sports nutrition brand that not only has great products, but more importantly, has a great message, and that is why I am super grateful to be working with them as a brand ambassador. Anyone that knows me knows that I am very particular about what I put into my body. I want minimal ingredients, no sugar, all natural and high protein foods that help fuel my workouts and my day, and Ready Nutrition is exactly that. They have a full lineup of supplements like protein powder, protein bars, protein puffs, and protein water. The Ready Protein Water is one of the most unique items I've ever seen. There is no sugar, 1 gram of carbs, 0 grams of fat, and 15 grams of protein per bottle. They are the perfect pre or post workout drink or if you just need a snack with extra protein. Oh, and they taste amazing. I want to work with brands who share the same values as me, and Ready Nutrition does exactly that. Hard work conquers all, and it's not about where you start, it's about where you finish. I have a special offer for all my listeners. If you go to readyismade.com and use my referral code, ANTHONYP20, you can save 20% off your first order. Then, once you love the product as much as I do, you can go back to readyismade.com and order more while using my code in the referral box when you get to checkout. This will help support me and also help Ready Nutrition know who sent you. I wouldn't recommend a product if I didn't fully believe in it, so head to readyismade.com and try it out today. That's readyismade.com, R-E-A-D-Y-I-S-M-A-D-E. Dot com and use my referral code Anthony P twenty A N T H O N Y P twenty to save twenty percent off your first order and then when you go back enter my code again in the referral box and that shows that you support me and it also shows that you support Ready Nutrition. I appreciate it. Um, I think you guys are gonna love the products just as much as I do. I definitely would give it a try, especially the protein water. It's one of the one of the best products I've ever used, and, and I've used a lot over the course of my life. I appreciate you guys. Let's dive into the episode. All right, everybody, what's up? Welcome back to the podcast. Today I have Jolie Fournier joining me, and she is uh, someone that I'm really, really excited to talk to. Um, she's the owner of the of Basketball Psychology or Basketball Is Psych on, on Twitter. And um, first and foremost, thank you for you know taking the time. I'm excited to dive into some different things and, and talk a lot of psychology with you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. Now let me – I'm kind of – I always like to give you the floor to start. So if you wouldn't mind, just kind of tell, you know, everyone kind of your story. I know you were a collegiate player and now you got, you know, all this, you know, your blog going on, all this basketball psychology stuff. And uh, so just kind of take the first couple minutes or however much time you need and just kind of fill people in on kind of your background. Yeah, so um, probably right out of high school, I started reading a book a week and I knew from a very young age I wanted to be a college basketball coach. So you know, I was reading those books, and I had planned on studying exercise science in college. But the more I was reading what all these coaches were talking about, I was like, hang on. Like, this is not, you know, like, physical thing. This is, like, so mental. So changed my major to psychology and really just fell in love with, like, 
everything I was learning. And I was like, man, this like translates so much to the game. And I was like, I wish there was like a blog out there or like a website or a Twitter page that taught this stuff because it was so practical. Like I'm sitting there in my psychology class, like taking notes and like motivating myself for practice later that day. And so I, I remember going home one day doing a Google search, like, um, psychology for basketball and everything out there was pretty outdated or cliche. So I was like, well, I guess I'll make it myself. And, um, at the time I was still playing junior college basketball. Um, and so it was really cool because I started like while I was on that team and I saw like it actually helped like our team. Like I remember um, right before the conference championship, like we were in there at halftime, like talking about my most recent vlog, like to motivate ourselves for the second half. So um, it's been so cool to watch uh, from just like. Man, I, I wish there was something like, well, I guess I'll make it. Um, but, yeah, I'm still a student athlete, actually, playing for Colorado Christian University. Um, but, but you know, still working with the blog, trying to add value and grow the mental side of the game. Yeah, and it's funny that when you were talking about how you'd be, like, in your class and you'd be, like, thinking about things like that because that's what my degree is in, my bachelor's degree is in psychology, actually sports psychology, you know, in, in particular. And wow. uh, I, it's crazy. It's so funny that you said that because, like, everything you were saying, it's cliche. You know, like, a lot of the things people hear and, and talk about, it's all, like, oh, yeah, you should have to believe you can do it and you can do it. And, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, not really. You know, like, there's so much more that goes into that. And I was actually the complete opposite of you. I actually went – for um, sport management and then I went to sport management and I thought it was going to be like sports and then I found out it was about like becoming a GM and accounting and I'm like oh no get me out of here I was like get me out of here so I ended up switching to to sports psychology and it was right after my freshman year and that was the best decision I ever made because I would have I would have meetings because my um actually my academic advisor in school she was a uh, sport psychology consultant so like she actually wow. did that. She worked with teams and like so she was she gave me a lot of really really good insight. And people ask me, you know, all the time about, you know, how how do you use your degree? You know, like what was the point of going to school if you were going to, you know, be a basketball coach and a trainer? And I'm like, you don't realize how much I use my degree every day. You know, like working with different athletes, right. and like talking to them and just kind of picking up on little things and kind of laughing to yourself like, man, I learned about that. You know, like well, we got we got to fix that. Mm-hmm. And then kind of having like a, like a, a solution to a problem that most people don't have because they don't have that psychology background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And most problems that we see like on teams and with individuals is psychological. And so it's like the X's and O's and is such a small part of the game. I mean, like your culture and the psychology and the people is what is going to bring your strategy to life. So it's been so beneficial learning about psychology. Now, now let me ask you this. I'm sure you get this question a lot because I sometimes get it, especially as of late. And it's kind of funny to me that it's even a question people ask, but like people will ask me all the time, like, how do you, how do you tweet what you tweet? Like, like, like what makes you think of this stuff and what makes you think of that? And I'm like, honestly, like my tweets are literally just what I think, you know, like I'll be sitting at, I'll be sitting at home or I'll be talking to someone and we'll be talking about something and they'll bring something up and I'll be like, oh wow, like, like that's a good 
good point. And then I'll think about it, and then I'll, I'll tweet it, you know, and, and people like it. And I know you obviously have a ginormous following, and, and you tweet a lot of good stuff. So, like, a, a corny question and maybe a stupid question, but, like, what, what's kind of, like, the driving force behind that? No, that's a great question. Um, I mean, but yeah, I'll be tweeting in my psych class. Like if my professor says something good, I'll like, hmm, let me like apply that to basketball and yeah. send it out there. The other day I was like, man, I'm really not like, I was looking for excuses as to why I couldn't work out. And I was like, I was like, man, right now is like the easiest time to make excuses. Like, and so I was like tweeting about that. And it's like literally advice for myself. So I'm like, well, I have to take my own advice if I'm sending it out there to all of these people. So that's really the biggest factor that motivates me. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I'm the same way because it's funny that like people try to like think about all these perfect things to say. And then I know, I'm sure you know a lot of people. I know a lot of people too. Like once you meet, you, they'll, they'll have like a social media personality. And then when you meet them, you're like, geez, you are nothing like, you know, the things that you tweet or the things that you say. <laughs> and it's like, man, like you, you just want, you know, retweets and likes, you know, you don't really believe the stuff that you tweet or that you say. And that's why I think like it's important for people to like he whether it's hear people or, or talk to people and kind of really get the background on like are you really like the person you claim you are because I know there's a lot of people and I know you've probably met a lot of them I've met a lot of them like they're completely separate people they're Mr. Oh, I love my life and I'm so grateful I'm so happy and then you meet them in real life and they're the most negative like person like ever and you're like man I not want to be around this person right now and and again that just all ties back to like the psychology and that's why I loved I love studying it so much is because like it's so applicable you know like a lot of like mm-hmm. a lot of degrees and especially now as of late like with colleges it's almost like if you're not going to go you know and be a doctor or a lawyer or, you know any an accountant like something like really specific like it's like is it even worth going you know nowadays it's like with the internet and everything we got it's almost like you know kid you is it necessary like it used to be and now like with psychology it's like that's life you know, like talking mm-hmm. to people, dealing with relationships, dealing with the mental side of things, like that's also important even beyond basketball, but then being able to apply to basketball as well. Now, I got another question for you because I was looking at your website the other day and you were talking about how there's three different things that like you could train. And and I found it interesting mm-hmm. because, I, I, again, a lot of the stuff I was reading, I was just laughing because I was thinking, man, I learned that in this class or that class. And right. so I, I just kind of want you to, like, expand on it if you wouldn't mind. Obviously, some of it's self-explanatory, but, like, you mentioned mm-hmm. the, the body, the skill, and the mind. And obviously the mind being probably one of the toughest things, if not the toughest thing to train, because if it was easy, you know, everybody will do it. It's really easy to go say, Hey, you need to be, you know, positive or you need to be happy or you need to think this way. And it's not that easy, obviously. So like, if you wouldn't mind, just kind of like expand on like what those three things, you know, mean. Yeah. So I always say there's three things you can train, which number one is the body. Number two skills, like, you know, ball handling and shooting and all that stuff. And the third is the mind. And I think it's so difficult to understand how to train the mind because, you know, we barely know like, like what's healthy for the body. Like there's so many diets out there today. You got like keto, you got calorie counting, you got vegan. It's like, wait, if I eat like grilled chicken and vegetables, is that even like healthy anymore? Like, so if it's that confusing on how you train the body, how you stay healthy, it's so much more like it's like so untapped as far as what's healthy mentally. So 
Um, I mean, and there's so many ways to train the mind. Uh, I think that's one of the biggest things I've learned, like in studying psychology, because I mean, you just have to have a lot of tools in the toolkit. I mean, like I saw your, your workbook on like goal setting the other day. Mm. Um, and there's like so many different tricks you can use. And I think a lot of it comes down to like being uncomfortable, being creative. Um, and so I think as far as training the mind, it's just having a lot of tools in the toolkit, like being able to say, Hey, like I'm going to think positive today or today, like I'm going to focus on being grateful or today I'm going to focus on like my self-talk because like I need more confidence or like I'm going to focus on my body language. So there's so much you can do as far as training the mind, but that often gets neglected. So normally what coaches do is they'll focus on skill and body and hope that, you know, by chance um, that will develop the mind rather than being intentional focusing on training yeah and and i you brought up self-talk and that's something that i talk to a lot of the players i work with and something that like when i first learned that concept and that you know that idea that like blew my mind because it was like crazy as coaches you're like you know do this or do that or you know do this or do that and then you have to remember like are you telling yourself that same thing you know, like, are you like communicating that same thing back to yourself? Because I'll be honest, I'm guilty of it too. You know, I'll, I'll be, you know, telling someone, Hey, you know, you got to be more positive about this. If they're going through a rough patch of games or you got to, you know, work on this or that. And then I think back to like, when I was a player, like I was mad, you know, like I was frustrated and I was irritated. So it's kind of like, you have to remember that that self-talk is is huge and that's something that I talked to my um advisor like I was talking about earlier I talked to her a lot about because it's like the mind is so powerful like people don't they like you could do all the research you want and understand you know the different parts of the brain and and I know you took classes like that I took classes like that like that's all great to know but it really is so complex that like it's not even you know you can't summarize it in in a class or in a degree and like to me just as of late with everything going on it's a prime example like if you just sit around and just say oh i can't do this anymore or that anymore or this anymore like you're gonna be miserable like you will be mis because like the mind is just so powerful you know but then if you could flip that and be like well you know maybe i could do this or i could do that or i'm gonna do this today and try to look at the positive things the mind like you really become happier and become like more fulfilled because i'll be honest like i you know we're i'm in ohio so like we went we were like one of the first people to go like on complete shutdown so we shut down everything for you know a while ago and uh i'm not mr you know i go everywhere but i go to the gym and when they closed the gyms, like that was the only place that I really went all the time. And like, there was a, you know, there's a day, probably a span right. of a day or so that I was like, man, what, like, what am I going to do? You know, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, obviously, you know, financially, yeah, financially, I was lucky enough that I said, you know, I, I saved my money smartly. So I wasn't worried, uh, you know, as much about that as as much as just being productive. You know, like, how am I going to, you know, operate if you take the one thing away that, that I do every day, you know, that I'm in every day. And I just think that, again, just that, that thought process. And for me, instead of feeling sorry for myself, because ultimately, you know, I don't know how long things are going to be this 
this way, you know, so it's almost like you better adapt and you better be willing to change because if not, you're just going to spend these next however many weeks just miserable. And that's where the mind came in ginormous. <laughs> and it, like, like you touched on, like it really is everything. Like that old saying, like if you can believe it, you can achieve it. Like that's like true. You know, like I, I don't mm-hmm. think many people understand, like that is like a hundred percent accurate. Yeah, words have so much power. I'm reading a book right now called How Words Change the Brain. And it's funny because we kind of think of our mind as like, you know, floating thing. But like the words that we say to ourselves, like actually changes like the chemicals in our brain. Like it's a physical, biological thing in our brain that our own words do. And we get to decide like what we say to ourselves, and that'll determine, you know, what we do and how we feel, especially during this time. Yeah, yeah, and, and then that kind of segues what I was going to ask you next, and something again that that I remember, you know, studying pretty familiar as well. But like that idea of thoughts leading to feelings, leading to actions, because that and like again, all this stuff. It sounds like oh yeah, well yeah, if you think it, you know, then you're going to feel this different way, and you're going to do it or not, you know, like yeah, that it sounds in in like theory, it sounds like oh that that's pretty basic, but like that's such a complex idea. You know, because like it all starts with like we were just talking about, like the way you think and then how how that thinking, you know, makes you feel. And then what are you going to do about it? You know, so like if you wouldn't mind, like kind of expand a little bit on that. Yeah. So I think a lot of times we're like, oh, I feel this way and I have no control over it. Like it's just my feelings. But we're actually driving our feelings with our thoughts. So and those feelings dictate how we act. So if I'm at home laying in bed all day saying, I don't feel like working out. Well, what am I thinking? What am I telling myself? If I'm saying, oh my gosh, I am so blessed that I have a healthy body and I'm able to work out. Then I'll be like, hey, I kind of feel like working out. So our thoughts are everything. Like we think our feelings are everything because we're like, well, I feel this way. So this is how I'm going to act. But what's driving those feelings? And it always comes back to our thoughts. And like we were talking about earlier, what you say to yourself. Yeah. And, and backtracking a little bit, I meant to ask you this before, but like the idea that the goal setting, like I w- I've been sending out that document to shoot hundreds of people, but I, so it's funny, but what's funny about that is that was actually a, a school project. <laughs> so like for everybody that got that, that was actually a school project. And the only reason I kept it was for a time like this, you know, like a time like, you know, I never knew when, obviously I still use it with the players I work with, but I'll be honest, I, it was, my intention was never to just kind of give it, you know, to give it to other people or for that, you know, for the same breath, give it away for, you know, for free and just kind of, it's like a 15 page document. I mean, it really, you know, um, outlines you know the different types of goals and like how you set them and how to go about them and the different models and things like that so like if you wouldn't mind like just kind of touch on like goal setting and kind of how you can approach it and how maybe if I'm a player or if I'm a coach and I'm trying to you know work on my goals during this time because I mean hey let's be honest we all got time you know so how we're going to use that time is is pretty valuable so if you wouldn't mind just kind of like from your experience, whether or not it's through like your own goals or, you know, through school, like things like that, just kind of touch on that. Always have like the end in mind, like the vision of like who you want to become, what you want to, and then focus small. Like what can I do to to move me closer to who I want to become? So 
what I kind of have done like throughout my playing career um, is not so much as like set like specific goals, but like have like a big vision in mind and then focus on, okay, what can I do to kind of like move that needle forward? How can I get closer to that today? And I think that's been so helpful. Yeah. And and that's something that I try to tell a lot of the players I work with because like I'm, I'm big on like developing the relationships with the players. You know, I'm not a guy that just gets you in the gym and you know, uh, you pay me, I work you out for an hour and you know, see you later. Like I, I, I pride myself on really like building those relationships and, and getting to know, you know, all the kids I work with. And one of the things that one of the first things that we do when we start working together, especially on an individual basis is like, I'll give them like a, like a guideline of like a goal setting, you know, like how to set up what you want to do and things like that. And it's shocking to me how many players just have like one giant goal which is good you know like I'm, that's not a bad thing like I mean if you're mm-hmm. my my thing though is if you're you know if you're a sophomore in high school and I give it to you and, and your goal is to win a state championship that's great you know like I that's that's a good goal but in the same breath like what do you have to do to get there you know like like what are the steps you have to take in between there you're not just gonna play a couple games and then win a state championship you know like do you have to win your league do you have to win your section do you have to win your district you know your region like like all the things that go to that and like I understand there's different types of goals which you know I talked about is like the outcome goals and the things like that I'm a fan and something I recommend to to all you know my players and every player that you know that I, I talk to um, is the, is the small goals, like you mentioned, like the mm-hmm. stepping stone goals, quote unquote, like yes. if you want to, again, like another example, I think I actually use this in the document is like, if you want to score a thousand, you know, career points in high school, like if you're a freshman, you know, maybe your goal should be, I want to try to score 250 points this year, you know, cause if you do that for four years, you're going to get a thousand, you know, like obviously you want to score mm-hmm. more, but like th- that's important, you know, like set those small goals. And then with that being said too, in that same breath, like, Make sure they're realistic, you know, like, I mean, I talked to some kids and my goal is I, I want to play in the NBA. That's, that's great. You know, like I, that's a good goal. I'm, I'm never going to be one to, you know, say that's never going to happen. But when you're like an eighth grader, you know, like maybe your goal should be, you know, to play high school basketball or varsity basketball or, you know, college, but you know, something like that. So like, I think that's mm-hmm. huge. And something that I try to tell to a lot of players that I talk to is like, be realistic because there's a lot of people out there that'll just tell you what you want to hear. And I know you know them. I right. know them. I had people in my life, and I'm sure you had people in your life as well. Like they would tell you, if I said, Oh, I want to go to Kansas, they'd be like, You could go to Kansas. You could do it. You know, like, No, I can't. You know, <laughs> no, I, and like looking back on it, I'm like, Man, I kind of wish I would have had, you know, like someone to, no, not that everybody kissed my butt, but you know what I mean. No one wanted to be quote unquote mean, you know, so like mm-hmm. now it's like, if I'm talking to a kid and they say they want to do something, again, I'm not, you know, trying to, you know, smash your dreams, but in the same breath, I'm going to be like, eh, I, you're not there, you know, you're, you're close, but you're not, you know, you know, maybe we could get there, but you're not, you know, because that to me is just, you're, you're setting the kid up for failure because he has his parents and he has, or she has, you know, whoever else in their life that's telling them what they, what they want to hear. And again, that all ties back into like the mental component, like what you think, and like how you, like people don't understand how much like your thoughts and your feelings drive what you do. Cause there, I'll be mm-hmm. honest, there's days like you were touching on about working out. It was kind of funny. Cause like 
that's been another thing. It's been like, I mean, makeshift workouts. I mean, I, I'm lucky enough that I have like a decent setup in my garage. So like, I, I'm not lifting like watermelons. Like I feel like some people are doing like on the internet, you know, like getting like real creative with yeah. it. Like I actually have a decent setup, but like, it's like, man, like I want a full gym, you know, I, I want my mm-hmm. normal routine. Like I want all that back. But then like, there's days that I wake up and it's like, man, like, let's just go, like, let's just go get it. You know, like, let's just go attack the day. Let's just go work. And like, I have a great workout and then I'll get home and I'll be super sore and it'll be like, oh man, my body's killing me. And that's just cause I knew mentally, like after that workout, I was going to be a little tired. And like, to me that that's like another example that I use sometimes is like hunger. Like, mm-hmm. I know everyone right now is, you know, they're, they're dying because they're at home and food's everywhere. You're like, I'm going to get something to eat. Like, you're probably not really hungry, you know, but you think you're hungry. <laughs> you know, so like, if you think you're hungry, you're going to go eat because your mind is driving that behavior. So, like, I just think that that, again, that's ginormous and I think that's huge. But, like, now let me ask you this. In school, mm-hmm. in, in school, have you taken like? Are you like strictly psychology, or are you like um, a concentration in, in an area? So I went JUCO for two years, and I was eligible to leave after the first year because I got my AA then, um, and so I stayed the second year because um, I wanted to, and I majored in business. So I kind of have like a little business, a little psychology. Um, combo that I'm studying. Okay. Now, now let me ask you, this is a loaded question. I'm, I'm sure. But like, what's so like, what's your end goal then? Like, I know you said you wanted to coach. Um, I, I don't know, maybe if you'd want to try to go the psychology route. I know that I kind of, you know, bounced around the idea of maybe going back to get my master's. Um, it's not completely out of the picture yet, but I don't really know how things are going right now on my end. I, I kind of really, you know, love and enjoy what I'm doing now. And I don't really know if that would be, you know, like necessary in terms of, you know, helping me progress forward in any way. But, um, like what, what's your kind of like, what's your goal and what's your vision, I guess, like for everything you got going on. Started his own business in college and he had his own gym and it was like super successful. And he like, he sold his gym because he started his own like food, like ebook company and he was like I just know like if I do this like the food stuff and the ebooks I can help people on a much larger scale so I met with him like over Christmas and I was like I'm kind of torn because I wanted to be a college coach and like that was everything but it's like I see basketball as psychology helping so many people already so I'm not set on like, oh, I'm not going to coach. I'm going to go full time with basketball psychology and like write and help people. So I don't know. I just know I want to help people on a large scale. Um, But I love coaching. So we'll see. I think I have plenty of time still. Um, But yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny that you said that because that was kind of where I was at too. Like I knew I wanted to coach and then like, I, my biggest thing is I'm the same with you. Like I want to impact as many people as I can, you know? And like mm-hmm. my, my idea through that is like, like I mentioned, touched on a little bit before, like I know, you know, that I know a lot of drills and I know a lot, you know, I know how to develop players. Like I, I I'm confident that I know how to do that, but like, how am I impacting you, 
you know, in other areas like, like psychology, like your, like your mental, you know, your mental skills, your, your nutrition, you know, like how you treat your body, how you treat other people, how, you know, like things like that. And that's kind of something that I've taken and really, really, really have like honed in on, like as like a holistic approach, you know, like how can I help you, you know, be you, you know, like the, the, whether it's the basketball player, the brother, the son, the friend, the daughter, the whatever, you know, so like, I just think that's really, really important. And that's why I was really, you know, excited to talk to you. Cause I know you are like, you just mentioned, you're taking that same, you know, approach in terms of you just want to help people. And to me, that's very interesting because like, you kind of have to have it almost like a different mindset to, to feel that way, you know, to feel the way that, you're really mm-hmm. you're really selfless in that you know you don't really worry about what you get out of it. You're more concerned about what other people could take from it. And like if if your if your Twitter isn't the you know the and blog isn't like the most obvious thing ever in that that's literally all you want to do. Then I'm not really sure what is because that literally is is I mean you're putting out content to help people. I mean, you're relating it to basketball, which is great mm-hmm. because that's another thing I talked to when I talked to my advisor a lot, like she would always just tell me like, you know, if you want to help a lot of people use basketball as like your vehicle to do so. And, and it seems like you're kind of taking that same mm-hmm. approach, like you're using basketball in a psychology platform, like to help the, the masses and not just, you know, help, you know, basketball players. To what we were talking about earlier, as far as like tweeting and you meet someone and it's like, why is your t- pages you're like this like I genuinely want to help people I want everyone who follows me on Twitter to like get better to like come closer to the best version of themselves and I think the reason why you know the Twitter following has grown so much is because I'm not really focused on growing it I'm like how can I add value to the followers I have right now and from there it just grows yeah, and and you that right there, you just hit a key point right there. Like, how can I add value? Because like that's like it's crazy to me how many people like will reach out and just say like, how did you do this or how did you do that? Like, number one, I, I don't, I'm not in any position to tell anyone how to do anything. <laughs> you know, like I'm not like I, I'm 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 flattered that you know you feel the, that you respect me enough to reach out. Like I think that's great, but like. I literally just, you know, I, like we talked about before, I just tweet what I think and you know what I got Mm -hmm. going on. Like, and to me, like, like the amount of relationships I've built, like through social media is like insane, you know, and I'm sure you're, Mm -hmm. I'm sure you're the same way. Like when people tell me, Oh, I hate social media. It's terrible. And it's this and it's that it's like, you're clearly not using it right. Or you're not, you know, connecting with the right people or, you know, like, like to me, social media probably is one of the best things that's ever happened to me in terms of like professionally and personally, you know, like I've, I've met Uh people and I've connected with people and, and I've been able to communicate with people on a daily basis that I probably would have never met or talked to or anything if it wasn't for, you know, Twitter. Yeah, for sure. I remember last semester I was sitting through a psychology class where everyone was bashing social media for the entire hour and 15 minutes. And I was like, okay, you guys are using this wrong because if you don't like it, if you think it's bad, make it better. Don't just delete the app. And I'm sitting there like in a psychology class thinking about like I got invited to speak at like 
a conference for psychology and psychiatry because of what I've done on social media. Like, it's not like this horrible thing. It's what you make it. Yeah, exactly. And then, and staying on that point, like, even as a basketball player, like, how how would you recommend that that someone could stay positive when all they consume is negativity? Because I know, and again, that's like a super like loaded question. But like that old saying of like you are who you surround yourself with and, and things like that, that's a hundred percent real. You know, like I, I and the older I get, the more I appreciate that. And I'm sure you're the same way. Like the older I get, it's almost like, man, like I'm around, you know, these people and they just complain about everything. Cause I know I know you know people that literally you'll go out to eat. Oh, my food's not cold. It's cold. It's not done. It's you know. It's almost like you you're walking down the street. Oh, this floor is just cracked. Or like they find something mm-hmm. wrong with everything. And I know that we can relate that like in, in basketball as well, like in basketball terms. So like, how can you recommend? We'll start with basketball, but then like in everyday life, you know, like how do you like deal with that? Mm-hmm. Great question. I think we become the five people we surround ourselves with, but it's not even that. We become like the people we follow on Twitter, on Instagram. We become like the content we consume. So it's so like holistic, like we were talking about. Um, but like, be careful what Netflix shows and movies you watch. And I think right now is like the best time to be alive because like I can. Like, I consider Kobe Bryant and Pat Summit my mentors. And, like, I've never met them, but I can watch every interview they've ever done. I can read all of their books. And so, and I think that carries over to the basketball court. Like, if you're just going to consume a bunch of negative content, then that's going to come out. Like, you're not going to be very confident if all you're consuming is, like, these negative shows. And if all you're following is, like, your negative friends. And I love like mute on Twitter because if someone's negative, I like, I don't want to like, you know, disown you from my life, but like, I'm going to mute you. So I think you have to be very selective about not only the people you hang around, but the kind of content you consume. Yeah. And, and, and that's just it. Like, I, I know you're, I've been around people and, you know, they'll be like, oh, I, I hate him or her. Like, you know, do you see what they just tweeted or whatever? And it's almost like, man, if you don't like them, unfollow them, you know, like, like, mm-hmm. or, or like, cause in, in all reality, like, I know I'm guilty of it. I'm sure you are too, especially now, like we're hanging out on the couch or, you know, even if we're at, I'm, I'm at my desk and I'll grab my phone, I'll start scrolling through my Twitter, you know, like I'll start, oh yeah. And I'll start. Mm-hmm. So if, if think about it, like if you're having a good day or, you know, if they, maybe things are going good for you and you're happy, you know, and then you get on, you see something that you don't like like and you take it like personally that could ruin your entire day you know like like that Mm -hmm. really because i know i mean it hasn't ruined my entire day but it's put me in a bad mood sometimes you know like i'll go on Mm -hmm. something and and i'll I'll read something or i'll look at something and i'll be like man i am i am irritated now you know like that just made me mad you know and like i'll get over it but it's Mm -hmm. almost like some people they don't know how to get over it so it's like just mm-hmm. unfollow those people, man. Like I mean, and then I'm telling you, you're gonna be so much happier. And another thing that I've done that I'd recommend anyone trying is like the, for the first, so I have like a rule. So like I wake up really early in the morning every day. I wake up at four o'clock. It's just kind of something I do again for my mentals, <laughs> and I go and I work out. But something I've done probably for the past month or so, I haven't looked at my phone for the first like two hours I've been awake. 
So like once mm-hmm. I'll wake up and I'll, like and I'll wake up and I'll go and I'll you know I'll get ready, make my bed, do all that stuff, and I'll go to the gym and I'll work out and then I'll get home, you know, and shower and eat and stuff, and then I'll grab my phone. Because there's days that I used to wake up and read my phone like the morning newspaper. Like it was <laughs> it was kind of like a bad thing. Like the first thing I would do is I'd wake up and I'd you know I'd go through and go on Twitter and you know scroll and go to the trending and see what happened, you know, while I was in, you know sleeping or you know whatever. And there was times that whether or not it was like a sports thing or just a general thing, like I would see something and it would initially make me mad. You know, and I wasn't even out of bed yet. You know, I literally wasn't even out of bed yet. I mean, I'd roll over and grab my phone and, and that's kind of setting the tone like for my day then, you know, cause mm-hmm. then I'm, I'm mad over something that I can't control. And it's something that I probably should have never even looked at. You know, I should have just kind of let it put it to the side. And like I said, I've been doing that for probably about a month and a half now with not looking at my phone. And it's hard, you know, to do that because especially like in our positions, like a lot of the stuff we do is like online based, you know, like social media based, like even if it's answering emails or, you know, returning text messages or, you know, whatever. So like the fact that I'm, you know, I'm I'm able to do that, like that has completely changed everything for me because it just lets me get in my, in in my right, you know, my right mind and my right mindset and I'm able to really, really focus on kind of what's ahead versus what, you know, happened the night before or what happened, you know, wherever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good. One of my mentors, um, she has like 15,000 followers on Twitter, but she like told me like the first thing I do when I wake up is I don't touch my phone. I don't go on Twitter. I like read like my devotional. And I think that allows like when we do get on social media for us to like, you know, give people like the best version of ourselves because like leaders leading on empty don't lead well. So if we start our day by filling ourselves up first, then the content that we, you know, put out is going to be so much better. Yeah. And it's funny you said that about the devotional because I have that uh, the Daily Stoic it's called mm-hmm. I, i've been i've been like really really into like stoicism and stuff especially f- like for the past year or so and um it has a reading for every day and that's mm-hmm. some that's something that i do when i get home from working out that's the first thing mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get to my desk and and i'll read that whatever you know whatever the day has and that like i don't think people people understand the power of that like if 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 i could give any advice to anyone like in terms of like personal development it would be to find something like that. You know, it doesn't even have to be that. Maybe if that's not your thing, you know, I know there's a lot of different like Christian things and Catholic things, you know, maybe do something like that. But like find something to read, you know, every day, even if it's mm-hmm. a book, even if it's a book, you know, a book's fine too. I mean, whatever, but just find something to read every day because mm-hmm. like that has completely like changed, a, you know, I'll be honest, it changed my life in a lot of ways, like in terms of how I look yeah. at things. Yeah. And, and it's funny how some days like you can relate to it. It's almost like scary. Like the, mm-hmm. like the other day I yeah. was reading it, it was something about like negativity. Like if all you consume is negativity, eventually you're going to be negative. And I was like, man, mm-hmm. like with everything going on, like that is so true because if you're just reading how this is never going to end and we're never going to be able to do this and we're never going to, life's never going to return back to the same way and all this stuff. And it's like, if you just keep reading that, you're going to be absolutely miserable, you know, because mm-hmm. that's what you're consuming. So like, I think that's really, really powerful. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is crazy, like, how accurate, like, my devotional will be. It's like, whoa, was this written, like, just for me, like, from someone who can, like, read my thoughts? But, yeah, finding something to read in the morning and filling yourself up just helps out, like, a ton. Yeah, yeah. Now, I got one more question for you. I don't want to keep you too long. It's something I always like to end with. So, what what's one non-negotiable thing that, that you have to do on a daily basis? Like it could be like a routine maybe or like a habit you may have. I know you kind of touched mm-hmm. on it with like the idea of like the devotionals and reading and things like that. But like just anything like that because I think that's another important thing. It's something I try to preach to my players is like develop a routine, you know, develop a, a, a habit. Like my morning routine, I tell everyone all the time, if, if I could pick any time of the day, and like make it last all day, <laughs> I'd make it like that 4 a.m. and like 7 a.m., that gap. Because like I go and I work out and then I come home and I read my, you know, my daily stoic and then I have breakfast and then I have coffee. Like it's funny because like this entire thing has really made me reflect on like how grateful I am to have coffee in the morning. You know, like I was sitting at my desk the other day and like I was drinking coffee and I was like, wow, like I love, I love this. This is so good. You know, this is so nice like that I could do this. And like, so that's like kind of my thing that I always tell people is like develop some type of routine. It doesn't have to be, you know, mine or yours or anyone else's, but like something that you truly look forward to doing. So like for you, like what would that be? Okay, mine's definitely coffee, too. You, like, stole the words right out of my mouth. Like, my friends will make fun of me for my coffee addiction, and they're like, you don't need to be drinking that much. You spend too much on coffee. I'm like, no, like, it's made me so productive. Like, I would not have a business if I didn't have coffee. Like, I probably would not be doing well in college. Like, so, yeah, probably that time in the morning when I'm drinking my coffee and reading I have to do that every day. Yeah, yeah. It's again, it's like something like the rock always says, like it's like it's anchor. Like I and I truly believe that. Like that really is like the key to my day. And like if if I don't get that time, you know, like my entire day will be kind of thrown for a loop because I'm just thinking mm-hmm. about like I like and again, when you have a hundred different things going on, you don't really think about that. You know, you don't cherish that mm-hmm. as much. And now with everything going on, the fact that, you know, I'm not bored by any means, but I have more time, you know, at home and to myself, it's kinda like, man, like it hit me literally the other day and I was like, This is just great. You know, like like I really, really do love this right now. But mm-hmm. before I let you go, tell everyone where to find you. Obviously we're talking about your Twitter and stuff and, and you do good stuff there. You have your blog. Just kinda tell everyone where to find you everywhere yeah so my website is basketball is psychology.com um, on twitter we're at ball is psych and instagram too um, you can find my personal page at julie and then the number four in ier um, and my email is basketball is psychology at gmail.com um, I have all the time in the world right now, so I'm getting back to messages pretty quickly. So the DMs are always open. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, listen, I really, really appreciate you taking the time. I, I knew that I was going to be, you know, excited to talk to you about a different. You know, I've had coaches and trainers and different pe- players, different people on, but I was really, really excited to talk to you because you know we could kind of relate in different areas, and and I wanted you to kind of give a cool, you know, new perspective to to everyone that listens. So I appreciate you, and and we'll definitely stay in touch. 
Yeah, thanks so much for having me, and thanks for everything you do for the game. I mean, I see you on Twitter, like, constantly sending out workouts, like, especially in this time. So thanks for having me, and thank you for your leadership. No problem. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Pew Podcast. If you guys want to know when new episodes come out, head over to the Apple Podcast app, subscribe to the podcast, and while you're there, leave us a review. That would help the podcast grow tremendously, and I'd really appreciate it. Lastly, make sure you guys are following me on all social media. So Twitter, I am at Anthony underscore Pew2. And Instagram, I'm at Anthony Pew2. And that's Pew, P-U-G-H. I appreciate your guys' support, and we'll catch you in the next one.